This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 696, Why My Friend Invests in an Insanely Expensive Fund and Why I Don't, by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And I am Dan, your host, and this is where I read to you from some of the best blogs on personal finance. I narrate articles from Mr. Money Mustache, Budgets Are Sexy, Get Rich Slowly, Afford Anything, The Mad Scientist, and many more, sort of like a gigantic ongoing audiobook that comes to you each day free of charge. Before we get to Ramit's post, most job boards overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. Not smart but ZipRecruiter finds the right people for you and then actively invites them to apply. Smart. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com OFD. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get right to our post as we begin optimizing your life. Why My Friend Invests in an Insanely Expensive Fund and Why I Don't by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. I was working on my asset allocation this weekend, something I haven't written about in detail yet, and had something interesting happen. One of my friends works in finance and was hanging out with me. He told me that I should look at one of his company's funds, which was doing really well. I checked it out and saw a 4.5% expense ratio, which means they charge a ton of fees. I felt ill. By comparison, some of my funds have a 0.18% expense ratio. I told my friend that fund was nuts. For individual investors, passive management crushes active management over the long term. I've written about Warren Buffett's opinions on that. And yet my friend responded with something fascinating. He said, working in the industry I'm in, you'll never convince me of that. To him, it really is about how smart the portfolio manager is. To tell you the truth, the fund is doing great but so are most funds over the last five years. And a 4.5% expense ratio is insane for the long term. Why don't I just hand over my money in a wheelbarrow, adding all of my pens on top too as icing on the cake, and have it couriered over to you in exchange for the chance to have my money managed by you? Oh, because I prefer not to hand my most treasured possessions over in exchange for seeming cool and for gains of questionable sustainability. Interestingly, while my friend may have an understandable reason to believe what he does, he works in finance and works with very large institutions, there's an additional wrinkle. I asked what kinds of funds his 401k offers. Surprise, surprise, his company only offers company funds to choose from. That means his funds charge a 4.5% expense ratio to him too. So while there may be a difference between institutional investors and individual investors, In this case, I wanted to see how he'd resolve the dissonance of having to choose an insanely expensive investment. I didn't find a satisfactory answer because the fund's been doing so well, but wait a few years until double-digit returns aren't the norm, and I'll report back. If everybody thinks something is true, chances are they're right. When you think your performance, or the performance of someone you're associated with, is likely to be wildly above others, you're probably wrong. I mean that statistically, not pejoratively. As we know from Psych 101, the Lake Wobegon effect is the human tendency to overestimate one's achievements and capabilities in relation to others, which we do in spades. I read a site called Overcoming Bias, which recently featured a fascinating story by Kahneman and Lavallo. Quote, In 1976, one of us, Daniel Kahneman, was involved in a project designed to develop a curriculum for the study of judgment and decision-making under uncertainty for high schools in Israel. When the team had been in operation for about a year, 
with some significant achievements already to its credit, the discussion at one of the team meetings turned to the question of how long the project would take. To make the debate more useful, I asked everyone to indicate on a slip of paper their best estimate of the number of months that would be needed to bring the project to a well-defined stage of completion, a complete draft ready for submission to the Ministry of Education. The estimates, including my own, ranged from 18 to 30 months. At this point, I had the idea of turning to one of our members, a distinguished expert in curriculum development, asking him a question phrased about as follows. We are surely not the only team to have tried to develop a curriculum where none existed before. Please try to recall as many such cases as you can. Think of them as they were in a stage comparable to ours at present. How long did it take them from that point to complete their projects? After a long silence, something much like the following answer was given, with obvious signs of discomfort. First, I should say that not all teams that I can think of in a comparable stage ever did complete their task. About 40% of them eventually gave up. Of the remaining, I cannot think of any that was completed in less than seven years, nor of any that took more than 10. In response to a further question, he answered, No, I cannot think of any relevant factor that distinguishes us favorably from the teams I have been thinking about. Indeed, my impression is that we are slightly below average in terms of our resources and potential. Facing the facts can be intolerably demoralizing. The participants in the meeting had professional expertise in the logic of forecasting, and none even ventured to question the relevance of the forecast implied by our experts' statistics an even chance of failure, and a completion time of 7 to 10 years in case of success. Neither of these outcomes was an acceptable basis for continuing the project, but no one was willing to draw the embarrassing conclusion that it should be scrapped. So the forecast was quietly dropped from active debate, along with any pretense of long-term planning, and the project went on along its predictably unforeseeable path to eventual completion some eight years later. End quote. Brutal honesty is hard. Instead, we choose to ignore the hard facts and keep plowing ahead. It's sexier to buy high-cost investments backed with a big brand name that costs lots of money and trust that a very smart expert will get you market-beating gains. It's even more complicated when you get great returns for the past five years. But stop for a second. Did you systematically ignore the fact that most other funds have had a great run? Did you sit down and calculate how much that 4.5% expense ratio is actually costing you? Did you model out how much it will cost you for the next 30 years? If you haven't done that, then why on earth would you pay such high fees? As always, would you rather be sexy or rich? You just listened to the post titled Why My Friend Invests in an Insanely Expensive Fund and Why I Don't by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And thank you again to ZipRecruiter for sponsoring this episode. You know what's not smart? Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. But you know what is smart? ZipRecruiter.com OFD. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for candidates to find you. ZipRecruiter finds them for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. No more sorting through the wrong resumes. No more waiting for the right candidates to apply. It's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a 1,000 reviews. 
And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com OFD. That's ziprecruiter.com OFD. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And a quick reminder that you can listen to this show on Amazon in-home devices like the Echo and Dot. Just tell your Amazon device, enable Optimal Finance Daily. We're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, even YouTube. But if you're listening there, we always recommend a podcast app because it's a lot simpler to listen to. And that should do it for today. Thank you so much for being here and for listening each and every weekday. And I will see you back here in the Tuesday show tomorrow where we'll hear a post from Budgets Are Sexy. That's where your optimal life awaits.